Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, May 19th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, St. Louis City and County residents have flocked to bars and stores amid the easing of coronavirus restrictions. Goodwill District Retail Manager Tori Basili says at least one store has been overwhelmed already. We absolutely need the donations, but just for the donor's sake, for the long lines, we are asking if you can wait a week or two, it'll go a lot smoother. We'll examine the reopening of the St. Louis area economy. Also, St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports on the disproportionate impact coronavirus is having on African-American communities. The doors are open once again at many businesses in St. Louis and St. Louis County. They had been closed for weeks during the stay-at-home orders designed to slow the spread of coronavirus. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, Favazas, a family-owned Italian restaurant in the Hill neighborhood, eagerly welcomed the lunch crowd yesterday. Customers walking into Favazas are getting a different experience than usual. Tables are pushed six feet apart, and they're lacking the normal centerpieces, like flowers and Parmesan cheese packets. Employees and masks hand out disposable menus. Co-owner John Favaza says it's refreshing to see people in the restaurant again. Some of our regulars were showing up. They're all showing their support, and they're dying to get out and do something and go get a good meal. You know, we've had probably almost a regular flow of business. The restaurant is taking precautions to make sure customers feel safe dining inside again, like sanitizing tables and chairs after each use. With the extra money from dine-in service and a federal loan, Favaza rehired nearly all of his 60 employees. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois is planning to partner with local health departments and use new technology to implement COVID-19 contact tracing efforts. Governor J.B. Pritzker's office says St. Clair and Lake County's health departments will use a state-of-the-art software program designed to gather information and track the virus in real time. Other counties will join over the next few weeks. State epidemiologist Dr. Wayne Duffus says public health workers will keep their distance as they investigate people who contract the virus. First contact will be through a technologic platform, such as text message or an email, which we hope most individuals will respond to. And if this is ineffective, then at least three phone calls will be made. And only as a last resort will there be in-person visits. Governor Pritzker says all new contact tracers will be hired by local health departments. Barring intervention from the federal courts or Governor Mike Parson, Missouri will execute Walter Barton today for a 1991 murder. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, it will be the first execution in the country carried out since early March amid concerns about the coronavirus pandemic. The Missouri Department of Corrections says it has more than enough space at the prison in Bonterre to spread out the witnesses. They will be provided masks and hand sanitizers made by prisoners. But Elise Max, the state director of Missourians for Alternatives to the Death Penalty, says the state recently suspended prison visits until June 18th. The fact that they have publicly said we're not going to let people in right now because it's not safe, yet they intend to move forward with the execution, which will definitely bring people in. It's a bit hypocritical. Max says the pandemic has also made it difficult for Barton's attorneys to put together state and federal legal petitions. They say they have new evidence to back up his claim of innocence. I'm Rachel Lipman.
St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, environmental groups in Missouri and Illinois are asking a federal court to stop the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers from building man-made barriers in the middle of the Mississippi River. The Missouri Coalition for the Environment and other groups allege in a lawsuit that dikes and structures that help barges navigate the river have worsened floods. Heather Navarro directs the Missouri Coalition for the Environment. She says the Corps has prioritized the needs of the navigation industry over wildlife and recreation. How often do people go down to the Mississippi River to recreate? All the other benefits and uses of the river have really been sacrificed so that we could have this barge channel. Environmentalists want the Corps to study the environmental impact of man-made barriers on the Mississippi River between St. Louis and the most southern points of Illinois. The coronavirus pandemic has claimed tens of thousands of lives throughout the country. African Americans have been among the hardest hit, especially in urban areas. Black people in the St. Louis region are worried because they often suffer from health conditions, making them more vulnerable to the virus. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. In the last few weeks, Carla Harris has sent her 15-year-old daughter to stay with a family member in St. Louis County. Harris works in a hospital, and her husband works in a nursing home. Because of their jobs, they're concerned they could bring the coronavirus home. Like many African Americans, Harris and her husband have pre-existing health conditions. She lives with diabetes and takes medication for heart palpitations, while he has bronchitis. They go to work every day fearful that they could catch the virus. No one wants to quit their job. You know, these patients still have to be taken care of regardless to the of what's going on. Somebody's got to take care of them. But at the same time, it's like you're playing Russian roulette with your own life. Harris and her husband live in North St. Louis. They're on edge because they know that African Americans make up more than 60 percent of all coronavirus cases in the city and about 70 percent of coronavirus deaths. She knows people who have lost loved ones to COVID-19. I had a friend, you know, she she just lost her daughter. She tested positive and then she tested again negative and they said she was clear. And then she had an asthma attack one day. And come to find out, she was positive for the COVID still. For many African Americans, seeing the coronavirus hit their community is a painful reminder of the region's health and economic disparities. Black people have long had less access to health care, jobs, and education than many of their white counterparts. African Americans also have a higher prevalence of pre-existing health conditions. Rob Gatter is a St. Louis University School of Law professor who teaches health law. He says inequity and discrimination have long made black people sick. It's poverty. It's underlying poor health. It's, it's living in a zip code that's a bit of a desert when it comes to transportation to get to health care services or to get to good food or to get to a safe neighborhood where you could possibly exercise. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, people with underlying health conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, and asthma are at higher risk of contracting a serious illness from the coronavirus. And many African Americans have those health problems. Rising unemployment contributes to those fears. While the unemployment rate for white Americans stands at 14.2 percent, African American unemployment jumped to 16.7 percent in April. 
Black people in the St. Louis region worry that they can't afford basic needs like rent, food, and health care. Gwyneth Dickerson lost her St. Louis job as a massage therapist in April. She admits that paying the rent for her Collinsville apartment will be difficult without a full-time job. I live in an apartment complex. They still want their rent on the first and after the fifth is late, so they don't really care that COVID is happening. Dickerson learned she has sickle cell five years ago. The disease, which affects many African Americans, creates abnormally shaped red blood cells in the body that can lead to anemia and stroke, but it also damages the spleen, which can lead to a weak immune system. With that in mind, Dickerson says as the region begins to restart, she'll have to stay at home. My antibodies aren't as is, is prone to, to, to fight like the healthy human, you know what I mean? So with, with just a common cold, here comes pneumonia, which it turns in for me or something worse. Health officials say the coronavirus puts a spotlight on the region's disparities. St. Louis Health Director Dr. Fred Eccles says after the crisis, leaders must address those issues. You know, heart disease, uh, diabetes, asthma will continue to, to have a greater impact on the disenfranchised population more so than others. And so as we move forward, it's really important for us to make sure we have the right people around the table, but also engage them in a way that um, gives them a charge to address a lot of these issues. While officials consider how to put the region back on track, Harris and others who live with fear say they have to be extra careful. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Cosseres edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.